Welcome everybody to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is season two, episode 27. Be sure to go out there and like my podcast, follow me, share it with friends and family. I want to get more listeners. Really appreciate you for listening. And the more listeners I get, the better content I'll be able to put out. And the more content I'll be able to put out as well. But really thank you for listening. And today we're going to talk a little bit of basketball and a whole lot of football with the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming to town. Well, first, the Iowa men's basketball team had its first official game of the season on Tuesday night. They hosted the Longwood Lancers from Farmville, Virginia, representing the Big South Conference, and Longwood was founded in 1839 as the Farmville Female Seminary Association. So obviously, some things have changed there over time. Uh, Jerome Kersey, who played 15 years in the NBA, attended Longwood. He won a title with the Spurs in 1999. I'd forgotten that he passed away at 52 years of age in 2015. He's their, their really well-known alum. And the current Longwood team did not have any Kersey-type players on Tuesday night when they faced the Hawkeyes. This was obviously a tune-up game for the Hawkeyes, and we're going to see quite a few of these. You have to remember all the guys that are no longer with the program this year, two drafted to the NBA, two transfers. The Hawkeyes are young but talented, and Fran wanted to get some confidence instilled in the young guys early in the season. You couldn't see any better start to a game, really, than, than just a jump shot by Joe Toussaint and Swish. His shot is really looking much better this year, and I hope to see a lot more of those. Keegan Murray just early on got going. He had a basket, then hit a three-pointer. Just seemed unfair to have Keegan Murray playing against Longwood. The Hawkeyes got out to a 9-0 lead, never looked back, no need for any play-by-play around this game. I mean, it was over before it started. The Hawkeyes won 106-73. to They only gave up 29 points in the first half, but 44 in the second half. So mostly, you know, with, with our backups in the game. And, and the game was, was well out of hand at that point. But Keegan Murray, he scored 24 points. He had seven rebounds and five blocks in just 17 minutes of action. I mean, we're not expecting him to replace Luca Garza, but he looked like an unbelievable Luca Garza and then some in 17 minutes, the way he was scoring the basketball. Again, you have to factor in who they're playing, and things are going to be a lot more difficult when they get to the Big Ten season. Jordan Bohannon was the second leading scorer, 18 points, 6 of 8 from 3. He even hit one from the Tigerhawk logo at midcourt. He did not care where he was. He was really feeling it on Tuesday night, and he was draining them. And Chris Murray off the bench, Keegan's twin brother. Those kids are so talented. He had 16 points, 7 rebounds. He also played 17 minutes. And he just looked really good. A couple of three-pointers and some nice moves inside. Really exciting to see him start to develop, you know, more so than last year. Patrick McCaffrey continues to look good out there. He had 11 points, four rebounds, four assists. Joe Toussaint, three of three from the field. Again, he's, he's shooting the ball much better this year, but also love to see four assists, no turnovers. Great job by him and his backup, Aaron Eulis, who had six points and five assists. Overall, the Hawkeyes looked really sharp offensively. They shot 55% from the field, 15 of 33 from three-point range, 
the Hawkeyes had 24 assists to just eight turnovers. And, you know, you consider all the time that the reserves were in that game, that was pretty impressive. Usually you're, you're going to, your reserves are going to turn it over a little bit more, but they did a really good job handling the basketball. Also, 19 of 22 from the free throw line, and that could be a difference in some games this year if the Hawkeyes can shoot like that from the free throw line. And it was Longwood, uh, but Iowa did hold them to 35% shooting from the field. So pretty good defense there. Great tune-up for the Hawkeyes. The next one is Friday night in Carver with UMKC, the University of Missouri, Kansas City, coming to Iowa City. They're 0-1 on the season with a 71-56 to loss to the Golden Gophers, so not a blowout, and maybe a little bit more of a test for the Hawkeyes. The Ruse mostly run with a four-guard lineup, so it's going to be interesting to see Patrick McCaffrey, the Murrays, Rebracha exploit the Ruse with that height advantage, with that long Iowa front court. Well, Iowa also signed a couple of guards for 2022 this week, DeSante Bowen and Josh Dix. 6'3", Bowen is from the Boston area, and he picked the Hawkeyes over Maryland Northwestern, had several other offers. He's a point guard. He likes to get to the rim, but he can also step out and shoot threes. He's a very athletic kid. He should be able to defend at a very high level. The 6'5 Dix is from Council Bluffs. He's more of a two guard. He can take the ball to the basket. He's a great shooter as well, and Fran loves those utility players that can do it all. Hopefully, he'll be used kind of like a Joe Wieskamp type of player in the Iowa system, and that's exciting. Two really good guards coming in next year. And don't forget the Hawkeyes already have a big guy who's committed for 2023. Well, now let's talk about Iowa football, a huge game coming up with a big slab of bacon at stake on Saturday. Before we focus on the Golden Gophers, I want to talk about a couple of things that Kirk Ferentz mentioned in his press conference on Tuesday. It was another good one again. I recommend you to Google it or go out to YouTube and and watch his press conference. One thing he talked about is the 1981 Rose Bowl team being honored. He said how nice it's going to be to have Andre Tippett back, the great defensive end. What an unbelievable Hawkeye he was and a great NFL player for the Patriots for many years. Recently inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame along with Bobby Stoops. And Ferentz also mentioned that Hayden Fry's family is making the trip back to Iowa City for this game. I will be cheering so loud uh, when the 81 team is introduced, when Fry's family is honored at that game. That's going to be that's going to be really special. And also, Kirk talked about the nickname of Iowa's defensive backs. He was asked about it. The Doughboys. They call themselves the Doughboys. And I don't know if Kirk was joking or serious, but he said he thought their nick- nickname was because they get turnovers. A play on words for the pastry, a turnover. He was advised it was probably related to money. That's why it has dough in there. And Kirk said he's all for that. They're getting NIL money. And just the way he was laughing and snorting. And, and I, I think he was joking, but I don't know. Just check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It was very entertaining. And Kirk's Tuesday press conferences, as he's gotten a little bit older, have gotten better and better. Well, now let's talk about the Hawkeyes hosting Minnesota. They're the elite team from the north. They're going to be rowing their boat south to Iowa City this weekend, led by their captain, P.J. Fleck, maybe the most annoying college football coach in America. If you sit back and listen to him talk, it's complete nonsense. 
And he's a high-energy guy, calls everything elite. Most importantly, has never beaten Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes. He's just 40 years old, got a contract extension through 2028, and that was before the Illinois game. And there's nothing more appropriate than a midseason contract extension followed by a coach losing a game that they shouldn't lose like Minnesota did against Illinois last week. Fleck is 0-4 against the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes have won six in a row against the Gophers. And Iowa has now won eight of the last nine. And Floyd is loving Iowa City. He's spending a lot of time in Iowa City. He loves the Ped Mall, hitting all those places downtown. Well, with Minnesota's rich tradition in the late 1800s, early 1900s, they do lead the series with Iowa 62-50 to with two ties. But the Hawkeyes have been coming back fast over the last 40 years with Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz at the helm. Floyd of Rosedale is one of the best trophies, if not the best trophy, and just a great story. If you haven't listened to my past podcast around Iowa's rivals, go look it up or Google Floyd of Rosedale and learn more about it. If you don't remember, it's just a really good story about how that trophy was born. As far as 2021, Minnesota comes into the game with a 6-3 and three record, but I want to talk a little bit about that. Game one, they looked pretty good, but lost to an Ohio State game. I guess, you know, we don't quite know how good Ohio State is. They're pretty good, especially on offense. They beat Minnesota 45-31, to 31, and that was with Mo Ibrahim, uh, the great running back for Minnesota. He had 160 yards rushing on 30 carries. He's gotten hurt. Minnesota is now down to a fourth-string running back. It's two freshmen that are now running the ball for Minnesota because of all the injuries they've had at the running back position. Game two was Miami of Ohio at Minnesota. Minnesota just hung on to win 31-26. to Miami of Ohio outgained Minnesota as far as yardage in that game. Then at Colorado, Minnesota beat Colorado easily 30 to nothing. They followed that up by losing to Bowling Green. And Minnesota, or Colorado was just horrible too, by the way. But they lost to Bowling Green at home 14-10, to only gained 240 yards, 59 yards passing with a senior quarterback. Just a roller coaster with Minnesota. They came back and beat Purdue in West Lafayette 20-13. to Basically just shut out Purdue. They, Purdue didn't score in the second half of that game. Now, they did have a couple of turnovers to zero for Minnesota. That had to be a factor. Purdue did have 371 yards passing in that game. So it's crazy. They only scored 13 points. Next up was Nebraska at home. Minnesota pulled out another one, 30-23. to 23. Um, So it's really all one possession games other than Ohio State and Colorado. Minnesota clobbered Northwestern, though. Their next game, 41-14. We know the struggles Northwestern has had this year. But they kind of gave the Hawkeyes a fight last week, 17 to 12. So Minnesota, six and two with over 300 yards rushing against Northwestern. Fleck got his extension, then lost at home, as I mentioned, to Illinois, 14 to six. Only put up six points against Illinois. And Illinois just, they lined up with seven linemen and tried to run the ball. The quarterback, Brandon Peters, was just seven of nine for 80 yards. But Illinois rushed for 185, and it was just enough. Tanner Morgan, the Minnesota quarterback, had 180 yards passing, but he had two interceptions, no touchdowns, and just 89 yards rushing for Minnesota. So they're really missing having a marquee guy 
running the football. So what are we going to see when the Gophers come to Iowa City? Longtime quarterback for the Gophers, Tanner Morgan, has 1,357 yards, a 60% completion rate with six touchdowns, seven interceptions. And as a comparison, Petrus, after sitting out most of last week, still has more yards passing, more touchdowns, and fewer interceptions than Morgan. Morgan has been sacked 15 times, Petrus 23. He's been avoiding the rush a little bit better. They also have a little bit better offensive line. That Minnesota offensive line is massive. I think every guy is over 300 pounds. They have one guy that's 6'9", 380, or just something ridiculous like that. And hand it to, to Minnesota. They have 1,867 yards rushing, and they've had a revolving door of running backs due to those injuries. They seem to be able to run the ball very well, you know, even no matter who they throw back there. So um, they've done a nice job on the ground overall. The Hawkeyes are over the 1,000-yard mark rushing after last week. Tyler Goodson has 750 on the season now, six touchdowns. But I'm more surprised at the lack of success passing for the Golden Gophers with the experience at quarterback. Um, but the guys to look for when catching the ball, they're hyphenated guys, Brown Stevens, one wide receiver, Ottman Bell, he was out with a concussion last week. He got injured in the Illinois game, but it sounds like he's going to be playing. Those are the wide receivers, and then span forward at tight end. On special teams, the Minnesota kicker, Trickett, he's not very special. He's missed two extra points this year, and he's just 10 of 17 on field goals. And Shudak has been perfect for the Hawkeyes on extra points, 12 of 14 on field goals. On defense, the linebackers, Sori Marin and Gibbons, are the guys to watch, both with the over 60 tackles on the season. The defensive lineman, Thomas Rush, he's a 6'3", 250-pounder. Maffe is 6'4", 265 pounds. Uh, they lead the team in sacks with 5.5 and 6 sacks, respectively. I mentioned their size because Iowa is, is not facing a team like Wisconsin here when it comes to the, the defensive line for Minnesota. The Iowa offensive line will be bigger than that defensive line for the Gophers. Overall, 19 sacks and just four interceptions on the season for Minnesota. For the Hawkeyes, Alex Padilla has been given the nod as the starter against Minnesota. It sounds like Petrus has been dinged. Good to have give Alex another shot to see what he can do in his first time starting at quarterback for the Hawkeyes. I really like his mobility. They're not going to design a lot of run plays for him, but he's more equipped to escape from the pocket. He looked confident out there last week and it's going to be interesting to see if he can do it again in his first start. In Kirk's press conference on Tuesday, he did say Petrus hasn't been able to practice, and Deuce Hogan is practicing as the number two quarterback. And Kirk also said that, you know, he thought the tempo on offense seemed better last week. It doesn't sound like Mason Richmond is going to be able to go, the, the left tackle for the Hawkeyes, and he was just kind of starting to play a little bit better, it seemed like. He was really growing, so that's too bad. Um, and one positive, though, when it comes to injuries, Riley Moss, it sounds like he's back practicing and likely will be on the field on Saturday. I love the Hawkeyes' young wide receivers, Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce. Hope they're going to get a lot of touches against Minnesota. Iowa is ranked number 10 overall in total defense. You know, they missed some tackles last week against Northwestern, and you could have given the game away. But uh, they got the turnovers to finish the game. They need to clean up those tackling issues that have been lingering all year. But I mean, there's only a few games left. So 
hopefully, hopefully they're 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 working on that. Minnesota surprisingly is ranked eighth in total defense, only giving up 299 yards per game. And a little bit of that is because they gave up less than 100 to Colorado, though. Minnesota is 14th in rushing defense. Iowa is eighth. Concerns me a little bit because Iowa just really needs to run the ball effectively, kind of grind this game out. Minnesota tries to do the same thing. Uh, it's like they're, they're, they looked at Iowa. What does Iowa do? And that's what P.J. Fleck is trying to get his gophers to, to be able to do as well. Well, I think Kirk Ferentz wants this one bad enough against P.J. Fleck in Minnesota. Um, I think he wants to keep that hardware in the display case. Iowa is going to win a close game. I'm picking the Hawkeyes 23, Minnesota 17. Iowa's special teams with Charlie Jones returning punts, Shudak kicking field goals, Tory Taylor punting, and giving the Hawkeyes good field position. I'm going to give the, the Hawkeyes the edge here. And also, I think the, Hawk, the Hawkeye defense, they're back to getting those turnovers, and I think they're going to get some on Saturday. It's going to help give the Hawkeyes that short field and put up enough points to beat the Goofs. So let's beat the Gophers on Saturday. I'll be in Iowa City yelling at the top of my lungs for the last time this season, trying to do my part in the victory to keep Floyd in Iowa City. Great to hear the 1981 football team is going to be honored. Andre Tippett there. It's going to be so much fun. He's an all-time Hawkeye. Well, huge game on Saturday. Anytime you've got bacon at stake, it is a big game. Hawkeyes are looking to get win number eight. And I think they're going to do it on Saturday. Beat the Gophers. Go Hawks. Thank you.